Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you are listening to episode 75. And as always, we're going to go straight into our song of the week with Vivian. What have you got for us this week? So my song of the week this week is My Limb by Hayley Williams. So this song is actually coming from a new album that she released just like a couple of days ago. So... Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. So, like, she released um, an album, her first, like, solo album last year. And um, this next one, she said that she wrote it all and recorded it all in quarantine last year. And it's supposed to be, like, a prequel to her solo album. So it's really Ooh. interesting. Um, and this song, My Limb, I think it's technically the single for this album, but... She said it herself that there's not a lot of, like, promo because she doesn't really care about that sort of thing with this. So, this song, it's a very dark and brooding type of song. Yeah. Um, I think it's very fitting with all the stuff that she's been releasing as a solo artist. That's sort of very weird, like, like, it doesn't really feel like it fits within a specific genre because it's, it's just so, like, versatile as a song. And what I really like about it is the the lyrics are so interesting. So it sort of talks about this relationship and how it's ended and, you know, the people going their separate ways. But she sort of refers to the relationship as, like, a part of her body, like, my limb, you know. So she, you know, she uses a lot of that imagery, which I think is really, really fascinating because she's such a talented songwriter and I think that really reflects in this song. But yeah, I just, I really, really love it. The music, the, like, the production is so, it's not, there's nothing spectacular about it, but it kind of gives me, like, a grungy vibe. There's, yeah. like, this really, really cool guitar riff that sort of plays throughout it. But yeah, I'm a fan. I love it. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Like, the first couple of lines, like, the verse, it's, like, just the lyricism is very, mm. very, very, like, um visceral yes and, like there's a lot of that sort of edgy grunginess to it but it's not like a harsh sounding song if that makes sense it is very like like you said before very broody and dark but um yeah I quite like I wouldn't listen to it but mm. I think it's very it's very interesting and very unique there's like gone are the paramour days yes <laughs> but I, know. I think I think what she's doing as a solo artist is really really experimental and really interesting so kudos for to sure. her for like dabbling in all of that sort of stuff it's really cool yeah and I think it's fascinating as well because you know Hayley Williams has been known and she is known as this incredible vocalist and I feel like with her solo stuff she's really exploring other parts of her voice that isn't that like belty punk rock side yeah. of her which I think is also really really cool um but yeah that is my song of the week this week my limb by Hayley Williams Maddie what is your song of the week Alrighty, my song of the week is called The Hardest Part by Olivia Dean. So if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I um, already chatted about Olivia Dean um, with her song Crosswords. It was the first time I ever um, heard her music before and I absolutely adored that song. Mm. And um, I really, really love this one as well. So like the gist of this, it's a very similar, um, very similar vibe if you've, if you ended up listening to that song. Um it's sort of like a lot softer, but it's not like acoustic-y folk or anything. It's sort of like really soft, like R&B, mm. like early sort of R&B stuff. Um, but basically the gist of the storyline is 
there was this, you know, like relationship that had happened years ago, like earlier when um, Olivia or the protagonist, I guess, was really, <laughs> really young. Um, and they have since broken up and obviously she's gone on a journey of like self-discovery and she's changed as a person and the other, the other part of the relationship has sort of been hanging on and, um, he's sort of like come to terms with the fact that she's not the same person that she was earlier. Mm. Um, even though, you know, like he wants to get back together, but she doesn't obviously because... She's she's come to this realization that she's not that same person that she was years ago, and that's like the hardest part is realizing that that she's not the same. She's changed. Um, it's really beautiful. That's interesting. I, yeah, it's really really cool. Um, I love her voice. Mm. I talked about that at length <laughs> in the last episode, so I won't go too much into that again. Um, but just like the vulnerability, I think is just something I'm so like in awe of every time Olivia opens her mouth. Like mm. it's just gorgeous. It's just angelic. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's such a, that's such an interesting way to sort of approach that topic as well in terms of songwriting. Like, yeah. you know, it's not really typical. You hear about like a quote unquote breakup song in that sort of context which yeah. I think is really really interesting but yeah like I was saying to Maddie I think the chorus is really really bouncy it's really like you can vibe yeah. to it I love that and I was saying that it reminds me a lot of 2000s R&B pop which sounds like a weird comparison yeah it's very it's weird but you can <laughs> I feel like you'll definitely pick up on that when you listen to it yeah definitely I very much recommend that you listen to this because mm. I've been absolutely thrashing it the past couple weeks <laughs> so yeah um song of the week hardest part by olivia dean um so that wraps up our song of the week segment and now because of our new format guys we're gonna go into what's trending yes so uh, we don't necessarily have like a whole bunch of um news articles to read out to you guys um but we do have some topics that we'd like to have a chat about so yes. um it, we do have one that we're going to um, talk about now, but just a trigger warning um, in regards to, like, sexual assault, yes, um, domestic violence, anything like that. If um, you are a little bit sensitive to that sort of material, we do have all of the time codes in the description of the podcast. So if you want to skip this section, that's totally fine. Go straight to Under a Rock, um, but we're going to go into our What's Trending. So yes. maybe if you want to kick us off. So, over the past week or so, it's been an explosion of information regarding Marilyn Manson. So, last week, um, his ex-partner, Evan Rachel Wood, came out against him and sort of said all these um, allegations about him with sexual assault and abuse and domestic violence. And it was, from that point onwards, it was just like like a slippery slope for him. Yeah. Other victims came out, came forward, and spoke of their own experiences. Um, He was dropped by his label. He was dropped by his manager. Previous collaborators, like Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, came out and spoke about him and his dislike for him and how he was standing with the victims. And honestly, like, a lot has happened in the past Yeah, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. (laughs) Yes. And the reason why I... I feel like, I think I've said it in the podcast before, I used to be a huge fan of Marilyn Manson's music. I always, you know, I connected to his music on another level, but as soon as this came out, from the first instance, I just deleted all his music from Spotify, everywhere I could, I just, you know, I unfollowed him on social media. I just didn't want 
to be supporting him anymore. And I just think it's such an interesting conversation because this has happened in the past with many different artists, not just yeah. musicians, whether, you know, sort of that argument of separating the art from the artist, because as soon, like I said, as soon as this happened, I just straight away just didn't want to support this person anymore because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to support someone who's done these horrible things. And, but then again, there's a lot of people who aren't on that side of things. They sort of sit in the middle of the road where they say like, okay, maybe they have done this, maybe they haven't, but their music doesn't necessarily connect to that. And I think that's such an interesting conversation. Yeah, it's really, it's come up in like a lot of sort of contexts, you know, it's a shame that there are a lot of musicians that have had like, you know, involvement in this sort of thing yes. in the past, which is not fun. Um, so like, it's just, I find it's a really, really interesting conversation hearing people's viewpoints about whether, you know, like because of these like allegations and stuff that have come up, whether they're going to continue to support their music. Cause they're like, Oh, I just like the music. I just don't like the person. Mm. See, I'm on the, like, I'm on the fence that like, I'm not on the fence. Sorry. I'm on like the side of, um, not supporting yeah. the artist. Um, if anything like that's come up because like, in all honesty, if you listen to their music, you're giving them money, you're supporting them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, there's, there is a line that needs to be drawn. And like, if you want to continue listening to their music, that's a choice that you're making. But that's not something that I'm going to support. Um, I did, like, in regards to the whole Marilyn Manson thing, um, I did see a tweet from... Um, a girl, Jessamie Tradinic. I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but we used to go to uni with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, yeah, really, really amazing. Um, but I saw a tweet from her about the whole Marilyn Manson thing, and I just wanted to read it out because she really summarizes, I think, both of our, like, opinions on this in a really succinct way. So yes. I'm going to read this out for you. So, Brian Warner is Marilyn Manson. Stop putting money in an abuser's pocket because you justify it as separating art from an individual's actions. Our need for nostalgia does not outweigh the horrors his victims endured. If you stand by the victims, do not support his art anymore. I'm not condemning anybody for liking or relating to his music before knowing about these issues. His music meant a lot to me as a teenager. That doesn't make us bad people. But continuing to support Marilyn Manson is continuing to support an abuser. They are not different people. So I just wanted to read that out because I think that's basically the crux of the issue. 100% that we're talking about here and I think that's yeah like that's such a perfect way to summarize like you said both of our thoughts and I just think it's so you know like he's been around for such a long time and you know for those people who do say well that his music isn't necessarily connected to him as a person I just implore you to sort of think about that a little bit because The, you know, someone's music, it's their creativity, it's their mind, it's their words, you know. So if you truly believe that, I just think you need to sit on that and think about where that comes from. But, but yeah, I just think, you know, this conversation is so interesting and we're really interested to hear what you think, what you sort of believe in and where you stand on this sort of thing because this has happened so many times before and I honestly think it will continue to happen. Yeah, it's a shame that a lot of, like, musicians are... Um are involved in stuff like this and like yeah. it's not just Marilyn Manson like it's you know like I can't now listen to a Chris Brown song without yeah. thinking about 
you know, mm. that, that, and then also everyone who wants me to listen to Sticky Fingers. Yes. Guys, it's not happening. Not happening. It never will. No. Okay, like, I understand, like, wanting to listen to new music, but I'm not going to invest any time yes. into listening to Sticky Fingers. So, 100%. Um, any of you who continue to listen to Sticky Fingers, especially because, you know, they're really popular in the Australian music scene, especially in Queensland, I... Really implore you to think twice about what you're doing. A hundred percent, yeah. And, you know, like, obviously there's other people. Michael Jackson is a big one. I yes. think is so fascinating yeah. because he was the king of pop. And I know so many people who turn a blind eye to yeah things that have come up. And because he was so successful, because he really, you know, pioneered this genre and will continue to be, like, sort of the face of that genre. But yeah. it's like... Just because he was this, you can't ignore these other things. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point. Like, just because someone is so, like, they've got all this fame and they're such an icon, like, it doesn't excuse them from criticism. And mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, take away the fact that at the end of the day, they're human just like everyone else and they make mistakes. And sometimes they're disgusting, terrible, awful mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they should be held accountable for their actions. Yes, 100%. I think that's a really good note to end end this topic on. Because, yeah, like you just said it perfectly there. But yeah, like we said, we're really interested to hear what you think. Please let us know on our Instagram post or however. Really interested to hear what you think. But that brings us to the end of our What's Trending segment. Now we will go back into our song sections with Under a Rock, and I'll kick us off. So my Under a Rock this week is Dead Inside by Younger Hunger. So this song actually came up on my release radar recently, but this this song actually came out in 2018, I think. So it's, you know, not super new, but it's not exactly old either. So the reason why I love this song is it kind of, it's a weird eclectic mix of like grunge, emo pop which sounds weird (laughs) that is very true but i really like that's sort of like my really like my sweet spot with this sort of stuff is like that weird eclectic mix and you know from everything from like the really like haunting production it's it feels almost like very empty like there's not a lot going going on well i guess that probably lends itself to the title yeah it? (laughs) it does doesn't it yeah and then but then like sort of when the the chorus comes in it's this really like sing along type, yeah. easy to like vibe with kind of chorus which i think really leans leans into like the pop sort of aspect of the song and there's some really cool guitar riffs in there yeah. like I, I just love how this song was put together. And then the vocalist, he's, he's you know, doesn't have this incredibly, like, belting kind of voice, but he kind of has, like, this blasé tone yeah. that I really fits within, I guess, this what this song is about and what the genre is. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Like, I was kind of vibing along to it. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that I would like it when it first started but Mm. as i like kept listening to it i was like you know what this is actually really cool yeah so it's interesting i mean if you're not into this type of music like i am like you might you never know give it a listen yeah you might like it i definitely think i was saying because you know the the song sort of talks about like um i i said it was like the perfect like gen z anthem because (laughs) it sort of talks about like you know wanting to be rich but at the same time like that sort of 
you know, existentialism, like, what's the meaning of everything, like, yeah. that sort of thing. And You've got to be, like, a, a robot, to, yeah. you know, with no feelings. Exactly. To, to make any money. And I, I don't know, like, it's just so interesting because the chorus is so, like, fun in a way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a, like, ooh, okay, what are we really talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's a cool, cool song. Definitely check it out. Dead Inside by Younger Hunger. Maddie, what is your Under a Rock? Okay, so my Under a Rock this week is called Wouldn't Come Back by Truesdale. Now, context on this artist. I discovered them on, of all places, TikTok. Um, I was doing my daily scroll <laughs> and I saw... So they're a three-piece three um, vocal group. Um, from America, um, these young girls who I think are studying um, popular music, um, and let me just preface this by saying <laughs> they have probably the most beautiful voices I think I've heard together for a while. Like hundred percent, it is amazing the blend. Like as a choir person, like hearing a a nice like blend of voices that like fit together beautifully is just like astounding to me. Yes. So, like, they were doing, like, you know, little covers and stuff on TikTok, and I was like, oh my god, who are these girls? I love them. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I was watching all of their covers. Like, there's this one, the first one that I saw, I think, was their um, Yeba cover, which is, like, insane. We all know so how much incredible. I'm obsessed with Yeba. But um, I, they released music, so I went on the Spotify, I was like, oh my god, these girls have their own song. So this one wouldn't come back is really really beautiful. It's very um, they I read in their little bio they're like influenced a lot by like Casey Musgraves and the Chicks and Haim and stuff like that, and you definitely get that vibe as soon as it comes on. It's sort of like this like really soft like country influence, mm. which is really really cool. Um, and throughout it, there's these like really, it's very much like just vocal based. There is like a guitar. Um, that goes through it. There's two. I think there's like an acoustic and um, an electric as well. But it's just like the vocal harmonies are just like oh. so intricate and so beautiful. And then when it builds up to this bridge at the end, like my heart just exploded. I was like, oh my God, how can three young girls like <laughs> produce this sound? It's so nice. I was like just in love every single second of the song. Oh, it's such, such an incredible song. Such an amazing group of vocalists. Like, I'm not, you guys know, like, out of the two of us, I am not the vocalist. I am not <laughs> the choir person. So I was just floored when Maddie played this song for me. And the cool thing is, like, the song is very, very, like, toned down. There's not yeah. a lot of production. Like, it's honestly, like, I think it's just an acoustic guitar few yeah. other things here and there and it just doesn't feel that way because it feels so full from their vocals yes and yep. it's incredible like the way they managed to like you said that build up to like towards the bridge oh and the end God. of the song the way they managed to create that build up with just their voices like that's so incredible i've never really heard that before and it's such an experience like listening to that i was like wow this is yeah just... it really like takes you yeah like, out of yourself and you're like floating in the air yeah like, oh, what's going on <laughs> like out of body it's experience just, it's just like the intensity i think that they can create and then like because it starts out so beautifully 
like soft and just um, like really, really like delicate. And then as this builds up, just like the, yeah, like the intensity and the richness just like multiplies like tenfold. And it's this like explosion of beautiful harmonies and like, and it's not just like boring mm. harmony either. It's not just like, I'm just going to sing a third above and see how it goes. <laughs> like it's like, the, <laughs> like they come in in different spots and they hold certain notes here and there. And it's just like, so like, articulate and it's yeah oh, i need to stop because i'm gonna be here forever what are words but, really i don't know <laughs> um please listen to them follow their tiktok they're amazing i love them um it's true style this song wouldn't come back it's my under a rock um so that's it for under a rock segment guys we're gonna move into caught my ear um and i'll start with mine it is called what if i took your place by ben zadie um, so this was almost going to be my under a rock. Um, but I think there's something so interesting about this song that I really wanted to put it in this section. Um, so I did a little research on Ben and apparently he studied music and poetry. Um, and this song really, really lends itself to that. You can definitely mm. tell he's a poet, um, in just the way that the lyrics are constructed. It's really beautiful. Um, there's this one sort of verse that is repeated a lot during during the song. Um, it's basically like the only like lines really in the whole thing. Um, there's this one other verse that sort of comes in and like to just provide some like difference, but it's really really interesting. Um, it's sort of like from the perspective of this person who's watching someone else in like a bad relationship Mm. and they're trying to like talk them talk them out of it and say you know like what if I was in the place that you are like would you do the same thing like Mm. would you understand what's happening and like would you see the you know um the impact of what this other you know sort of toxic person is doing to you like like would you understand that if if I was in your place and I think that is just like in itself is a beautiful like beautifully interesting Mm. concept yeah um and then the like the backing of this song is very very minimalist like think if you want to know the vibe think sort of like james blake but in a like very stripped in a very stripped form Mm. um like there's this clicking yes like this finger finger snapping that goes through like the whole thing and the way it's mixed, it sounds like there's literally someone, like, right beside you doing it. It's so, it's so interesting. Very cool. And very, like, it kind of, like, snap, like, pardon the pun, but it, like, snaps you out of, <laughs> like, <laughs> this trance that you're sort of in. It's really interesting. Um, yeah. It's, like, I don't really have any other words. <laughs> it's, no, it's such a fascinating track. I think you're right. But the cool thing about it is it's not, like, an obvious sort of fascination like it's like yeah. when you sort of look into what's really happening with the production like you said with the clicking and the the like the lyricism it's such an interesting song i think to dissect and look at the different parts like yeah i really like there's like some really cool samples in between like the the choruses and like that one verse like it's it's such an interesting thing that's going on there like i was like this is actually really really cool to like vibe to and bounce yeah. your head to but at the same time like it's such an interesting 
approach to this sort of topic like you don't really hear this sort of perspective yeah it's really and it's only like two minutes long like, yeah it's a really short song but it feels like it goes on forever yeah it does because i think i think because of the repetitiveness like the like repetitive nature of the song mm. it's sort of like drags along but it doesn't like feel boring or like no like, trudgy or anything like that um but yeah, it, it definitely feels longer than it really is. But it's, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, and I love the, yeah, the lyricism is probably one of the best parts about mm. it. Um, so please listen to it. It's What If I Took Your Place by Ben Zadie. Vivian, what has your caught my ear this week? So my caught my ear is Constance by Spirit Box. So a little bit of context, because I think it's really required for this song. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, so Spirit Box, they're, they're a metal band. They're fairly new on the scene. I know two of their members were in another band before this one, so they formed Spirit Box, and they've released quite a few songs. Like last year, they released this really popular really heavy track called Holy Roller, such a good song. And they re- then they released Constance in December of 2020, so only a couple months ago. And it's this total sort of flip. And the song, it's about sort of dealing, it's dealing with themes of loss and grief, but more specifically, it's about the lead singer Courtney's sort of her dealing with her grandmother passing away in 2020 in the wake of COVID and not being able to attend her, her funeral and sort of dealing with that. But at the same time, it's also sort of a tribute to the music video director's grandmother, Constance, who's dealing with dementia. So really, really heavy stuff. But the reason why I picked this song is it's such an interesting song the way it's put together it's it's got some really beautiful samples in there like the first thing that caught my ear was the percussion is so so interesting the rhythmic patterns yeah really sort of i think bring the song together because in the verses it's very empty it's only just that percussion and these really beautiful guitar riffs like it's it's almost like ethereal in a way it is it really is yeah and i just oh it's so atmospheric like almost cinematic it's so so interesting i love it so much and then when the chorus comes in courtney's vocals are beautiful like it's so it's almost like very like toned down like there's nothing she's not belting anything but the cool thing is that the sort of after the chorus is like this mini sort of breakdown and it just washes over you like it's just such an an interesting sort of experience listening to that and if you you know sort of um if you relate to these this sort of theme and lyric like I think you'll really sort of understand that feeling when you hear that breakdown but the other interesting thing for me is towards the end of the song um it's sort of there's this really intense heavy breakdown and it sort of just gets slower and slower and slower, almost to, like, a stop. And then piano plays, and it's this really pretty, like... Oh, it's gorgeous. ...outro. Like, it's so beautiful. Um, and I was reading some things online, and a lot of people are interpreting that as, like, the person... The breakdown is the person passing away, and it's obviously very hard, very difficult and sad, but then the piano sort of it's peaceful and that person's at peace now which I think is so so cool I love I love it when music does that like when it sort of paints a picture for you for things that are literally happening like oh such a beautiful song it is really really cool and I want to like go back to that breakdown part like before the chorus it's so interesting to me because it was like 
it feels just like this wall of sound. It's like this like super like intense like noise mm. that you can't really like discern different parts of what's going on. And it's just so interesting to hear like that and then the beginning where like like I was not expecting the vocals to sound like that at mm. all. And like just this beautiful, like you said before, ethereal sort of um like atmospheric like vibe to the whole song like it's just so interesting like the two different sort of parts that are like presented in just Mm. like one like four minute song it's so interesting and then that bit at the end I was yeah like I was quite blown away by that I was like that's really really beautiful and just it amazes me when when artists do stuff like that when they actually like use the music in in ways to like tell stories rather than just like writing it out in the lyrics like Mm. actually using like the sounds and different rhythms and patterns to like express things and I think that's one of the beautiful things about music and it's so unique like of an art form to be able to express stuff in that way I think it's really really beautiful for sure and that's so the way you put it is so so succinct and perfect I love that you said it like that (laughs) Um, but yeah, like as well, like I was reading a bit about this song and sort of Courtney was saying that she wanted to sing at her grandmother's funeral, but, um, she, her grandmother didn't want her to sing any of that screaming stuff. (laughs) And so she wrote this song as a way to like, as closure, you know, without any of that screaming stuff. And I think it's interesting sort of touching on what you said, like, it is a really heavy song and there's a lot of heavy, obviously in the lyrics, but also in some of the like production and the music, like that breakdown, for example, is really sort of typical of a metal song, but like her vocals and the guitar, like it's this interesting sort of mix. uh, And it's like making a heavy song without like sort of those edgy elements. Yeah. So it's, such I feel like it's such an interesting track and I really recommend everyone to listen to it. It's Constance by Spirit Box. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. There you can check out all the latest updates and you can send us your recommendations. So we're keen to get back into um, hearing what you guys are listening to and having a chat about it on the podcast. We love reviewing and like having a listen to what you guys are listening to. It's really, really awesome. Um, And if you wanted to let us know what you guys thought about our songs that we talked about this week, um, or if you just have any random thoughts, Mm. like chuck us a DM, comment, whatever you want. We're, We're open to suggestions any comments or any thoughts that you had so let us know um but you can join us on monday for a brand new episode see you guys bye